All right, guys. So, full disclosure, this episode is going to be a little different than normal episodes. I am without my partner, JR. He's flying to Russia. So, it's going to be a little light on the jokes, a little light on the absurdities. This will be more <laughs> more so just a fact-based episode. Uh, I do have a fill-in here, uh, someone that I'll be chirping from the stands. Scott Cruz is here with us today. Uh, Scott, if you want to say hello, you can. Hey, everybody. Coming at you. From Anaheim. One of the original six from the six-pack. Absolutely. all the way to the 12-pack. Absolutely. I've been here through it all, ladies and gentlemen, so let me bring you the history lesson when needed. Thank you, Scott. Um, yeah. Justin, make that the intro. No, that's a terrible intro. But make it the intro anyway, because we're not going to have a good intro. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. As I mentioned in the intro, I'm here with Scott. We are without Jack. Expect zero humor in this episode, okay? I don't want you laughing at all. But I will give you some great fantasy football information. We had a less exciting week than last week, but that would have been tough to top. I'm recording... On a Monday during the day, because Scott and I are about to take off on a little two-week road trip together. Going to be hitting up Sequoia National Park, Yosemite, Death Valley, Bryce Canyon, Zion National Park, maybe a little Grand Canyon, maybe a little Antelope Canyon. Eventually ending up in Tucson, hopefully. That's the plan as of right now. And uh, so, yeah. Not going to be able to record at our normal time because we'll be probably out of cell service. And which means that the matchups are not done. So you'll have to bear with me a little bit there. Um, I will start by talking about the matchups that are over for all intents and purposes. But we do have a few that are still up in the air. I will save those for last. And uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. Now let's get started. I'm going to talk about the most surprising week first, which is going to be Greg versus Kyle. Greg finally has an excellent week, fifteen thousand nine hundred sixteen. Kyle right now sitting at seven thousand eight hundred ninety. He's got Matt Stafford to go, but I don't think Maddie's going to be putting up nine thousand to get. Kyle the win. Maybe though. You never know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one Greg's victory. Greg lives and dies by the by the Browns, you know? He really does. Scott came through for him in a major way. <laughs> just a week after telling Greg to stop starting Baker Mayfield. He doesn't listen to me because he doesn't listen to the podcast, I don't think. But Baker Mayfield puts up twenty two forty six, still had three interceptions, wasn't a great game. Actual QB-wise, but for fantasy purposes, it worked out well for Greg. Also finally gets a good game after a few down weeks from Odell Beckham Jr., 13-10. Nick Chubb has been as brilliant as ever this week, 26-40, with 122 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Biggest thing of the week is Stefan Diggs with 4,000 points for Greg. Wow. Seven catches for 167 yards and three touchdowns. They featured him early and they featured him often. Stefan Diggs, through the first five weeks, did not have a total of 4,000 points. And uh, yeah, so that was that was huge and uh, maybe an awesome sign of things to come for Greg. Greg moves up to two and four, assuming he holds on to this victory. And it's a big win for Greg because he had been the worst team so far. Least amount of points scored, tied for the worst record, and and things were looking pretty dismal. But I don't know. I mean, he he has a good week. I'm not gonna say that things are gonna get turned around for Greg. It might have been more just a blip. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if is this is sustainable for the for the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if you have a take on on the Cleveland Browns, Scott. But I mean, everything really clicked into place for him there. Uh, there's not much else to say besides uh, the. Brown finally having a good week, and uh, I mean, if the Vikings can, can continue to air it out, uh, 
Yeah, that'll be maybe big. Diggs is a is a real, you know, real easy plug in going forward. Yeah, yeah, that w- that would be certainly nice for him because he's been struggling at the wide receiver position. I mean, he's been struggling everywhere to be honest. But Jared Cook now back to back great weeks, back to back touchdowns uh, with the tight end landscape how it is. That's that's money right there. So yeah, I mean his Browns they combined for uh, over six thousand points, around six thousand one hundred. So if he gets more of that, he'll be looking fine, and and he might be able to compete after all. But uh, so we'll see if they can continue that. For Kyle, it's really just a down week. Amari Cooper went out with an injury, injured quad. That is something to look for, look at moving forward. I've got a sneaky suspicion that he won't be ready to go next week. They'll be extra cautious with him, but hopefully for Kyle's sake, he is able to bounce back next week. Julio Jones putting up 1480 and Austin Hooper with eight catches, 117 yards and a touchdown. He's been the number one tight end on the year. He continues that dominance. Matt Ryan looks to him early and often. Their defense isn't stopping anyone, so Julio and, and Hooper, he's fine to play them every single week. He's set there. Now, what is probably the most concerning is is Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. Austin Eckler putting up 430, Melvin Gordon putting up 630. Since the return of Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler has not been as great. It's obviously a terrible week this week, but I don't know what you do if you're Kyle. Right now, there's no really way to tell who you should play and that's kind of a bummer for him (laughs) we jack and i talked about this a few weeks ago it was almost bad news for kyle that melvin gordon was coming back because austin eckler had been so dominant so uh sony michelle was up 12 30 that's uh back-to-back encouraging weeks for him he doesn't get a touchdown poached twice by tom brady at the goal line so that's not ideal but he's getting the carries uh yeah, Jarvis Landry, another down week. So Kyle drops to 3-3, three and three and he's got Juju Smith-Schuster on a bye next week. He's got Jarvis Landry on a bye next week, and potentially Amari Cooper out next week. So currently he has one wide receiver on his roster to start next week. That's a, that's a tough spot to be in. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's, he's got some question marks at, at running back all of a sudden with, uh, with Eckler. Yep. Um, and it might be, you know, two or three weeks before the Gordon Eckler situation gets fleshed out. So, right, right. Not something you want to wait around for. So, and with his wide receivers out next week, Kyle could be looking at a rough week next week, but, uh, hopefully better than 8,000, you know, you could hope. You could hope. But yeah, just a down week for Kyle's team. I like his team overall. He's going to have a tough week next week. But at 3-3, three and three, he's got a little bit of wiggle room. It's not desperation mode or anything like that. So he should be fine. He's still got a good team. Um, yeah, so let's move on to the next matchup. Another one that we'll call over. Actually, yeah, this one is, is officially over because Louie and my dad do not have anyone playing tonight. Louis, surprise, surprise, wins with 14,848. My dad with a respectable week of 12,308. But he played Louis, so he couldn't get the win. Louis, woo, moves to 6-0. and My dad drops to 2-4. and My God, Louis' team. I know you guys probably are sick of hearing about it, but let's just roll through it real quick. Lamar Jackson puts up 3,000 points. Only had 236 passing yards. Didn't throw for a touchdown. He puts up 3,000 points. 152 rushing yards and a touchdown. 388 all-purpose yards. 388 all-purpose yards. And we know those rushing yards as for a QB are super valuable. So, you know, Cincinnati has a bad defense. They have a terrible run defense, so that's why he rushed for so much. But, like, Lamar Jackson is matchup proof at this point. He's only had... I think one week under 2,000, so that's great for Louie. Tyler Lockett, as steady as always, 1,000. Josh Gordon goes out with an injury. That's something to look at for Louie, but from what I hear, it's not super serious. Hopefully, he can come back next week or maybe only miss one or two weeks. Curtis Samuel, heavily involved in the game in London, gets up gets up to 2180, had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Dalvin Cook, his worst week of the year, still put up 1240. 
Ezekiel Elliott, his best week of the year, puts up 2370, had 105 rushing yards and 47 receiving yards and got a touchdown on the ground. Vance McDonald, only 100. Louis is still searching for that tight end spot to be filled. That is his only weakness. Cortland Sutton in his flex with another fine week, 76 yards and four catches, putting up 960. A great stream of defense for Louie with 2,000, and Joey Sly remains consistent. Carolina has done enough to get it into field goal range, and he's been kicking a bunch of field goals and making almost all of them. Bright spot on Louie's bench is Golden Tate. Would be awesome for him, not for the rest of us, if Golden Tate can be good, because that would just be another weapon for Louie, and the wide receiver spot is one of his weaker spots, so if he helps shore that up, that would be bad for the rest of us. Louis, dominant, 6-0, and and he's got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Anything you want to say about Louis' team? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you add Golden Tate in there, I mean, it really goes to show that he has zero weakness on his team. Even his kicker put up 1,700. I mean, that's something you like to see. I mean, Lamar Jackson with 152 rushing yards. Yeah. Name me the top five rushers of the of week six. <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he number one? He's number one. <laughs> he got more than any running back in the league. So <laughs> to to have a running back and a, and a quarterback slotted in in one position is just you know you're not going to beat a team like that. No, that's so. pretty much a cheat code. So. Um, so what you're saying is Louis now has four really good running backs yes. that he can play. Okay. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well. Moving on to my dad's team. My dad's got a solid team. He made an interesting decision to play the Los Angeles Chargers defense, who got 650 instead of the Washington defense, who I'm assuming he had rostered solely for the matchup against Miami because they were an 0-5 team. So I'm not really sure why you have Washington if you're not going to play them against Miami. They put up 1650. So it's only a 1,000-point difference. Wouldn't have won my dad the week, but... Just an interesting decision there that I don't really understand. Other than that, I mean, Dak Prescott only putting up 1,800. You expect more from Dak Prescott. Robert Woods got a rushing touchdown, but didn't catch a single pass. That's concerning. Now, the Rams got destroyed by the 49ers. We'll talk about their defense in a second, but or in a few minutes. But it was it was a bad, bad, bad week for all things all things Rams. So I think Robert Woods is still fine. Scary Terry though, man. Rookie receiver for the Washington Redskins. Four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Now it was against Miami, but he's been putting up nice weeks against everyone when he's been healthy. Auden Tate, great stream by my dad. Had to put him in. He had Devontae Adams and Christian Kirk both out with injuries. So great stream there. Got five catches for 91 yards. Mark Ingram, another good week. Got the rushing touchdown. Only 52 rushing yards, though, but you're fine with that. Damian Williams gets a touchdown, but only had six rushing yards and 14 receiving yards. Kansas City's offense hasn't been as great the last few weeks. Justin struggled because of it with Mahomes. Uh, We'll talk about Tyreek Hill when we get to Brian's team, but outside of Tyreek Hill, there wasn't really a... Like, Travis Kelsey didn't have a great week. It's It's been a, a few down weeks for Kansas City. You expect them to turn it around, so I'm not sure that that's anything to worry about, but it is a full-on running back by committee right now in Kansas City. So, Dads doesn't have the, the high upside of Damian Williams that we thought Damian Williams might have. George Kittle is a beast. Back-to-back great weeks from him after their bye. Puts up eight catches for 103 yards. <sighs> The 49ers look really, really good, and George Kittle is a monster in the middle there. Kittle in the middle. And uh, Garoppolo loves throwing to him, so he's a, he's passed his bye. Dad's going to be playing Kittle every single week, barring injury. Ronald Jones gets a touchdown, but only 10 rushing yards. So it's a fine play for your flex, but yeah, I don't know. The, that running back situation in Tampa Bay is one I would stay away from. I don't trust either guy. Maybe that'll change, but right now there's really no discernible way to tell who's going to get the touches in the red zone, who's going to get the bulk of the carries. Yeah, he only only four rushing attempts, so yeah, not not very heavily used. Lucky that he pulled out a touchdown yeah. to really save his week. No kidding, no kidding. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, once Devontae Adams comes back and Christian Kirk is healthy with Robert Woods and Terry McLaurin, that's that's a great wide receiving core. And he's got a great tight end. And Ingram is a... The problem is he doesn't have like a high end or even like a really... Like, I don't see Mark Ingram as a running back one. No, he doesn't have... Yeah, it doesn't look like he has really a, a, a plug-and-play RB1. Right, so he's kind of got like two middling RB2s, if you can even count Damian Williams as an RB2 right now. And then, yeah, I mean, he's got Ronald Jones, but I don't like his running backs. I mean, Ingram's fine, but I, if I'm him, I, I don't really like my running backs right now. I'm a little... That's the, that's the one spot I guess I'm a little concerned about. Driving to two and four, he's he's got to play me next week. And my team has been on a tear. So hopefully for him he can get back on track. At two and four, he's still fine. we got a lot of games left, a lot of weeks left. All right. Not as bad as one and five. <laughs> Is there anyone you know that's one and five, Scott? Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> counting on uh, a couple pieces, a couple of key pieces to bring me in six grand and uh, keep me away from one and five. But uh, we'll get to that. But you know what? Let's just do that right now because... Might as well. Let's move on to this matchup. Okay, Scott plays Dan. Scott currently sitting at 8,890. Dan puts up 14,340. Dan is done for the week. His team looking as strong as ever. I'm not going to count any eggs, but they're pretty much hatched. And Dan's going to pull away with a win here this week. I'm going to call it. Uh, he's going to move to 5-1, and one, and Scott's going to move to 1-5. and five. Now, Scott has Kerryon Johnson and Mason Crosby to play. There's a chance. There's a chance it's a high-scoring affair. They know? do. Between the two of them, they got to score like 5,500 to give Scott a shot. Uh, yeah. So anything is possible. We saw Aaron Jones get 4,700 last week. You get that from Kerryon Johnson, a couple field goals from Mason Crosby. All of a sudden. All, all of a sudden. sudden. But... Scott, hey, you know when you're when you're one and five or, or headed towards one and five, and and you're on a, a seventeen year losing streak, you uh, you know sometimes you hope for those kinds of things to come through. You you, you look for the small uh, the small one percent chance. I'm yeah. be an underdog here at one percent with Dan at a ninety nine percent favorite, but uh, you know it's a role I'm used to at this point. Those so. little little glimpses of hope, you know, you got to hang on to those. Okay, but Scott. It's just, okay, you tried to play Paul Richardson Jr. It was a good matchup against Miami. Didn't work out. He goose eggs. Will Disley goes down. Very beginning of the game, he goose eggs. He looks like he might be out for the year with an Achilles injury. Yep. So, this is now... I don't know if you guys don't remember last week, Scott had a goose from Sammy Watkins because he was supposed to play and then didn't. Well, he did, and then injured his hamstring. I don't know, like walking on the sideline or something. Uh, yeah, he was active. Yeah, he was active. Didn't was not did not participate in the game though. Scott, through six weeks, has had bad luck upon bad luck upon bad luck upon bad Plus, luck. Was Wayne Gallman last week as well? That was Wayne Gallman goes out with an injury very early last week, only putting up one forty. So that was yeah, two but, players, basically a goose egg. Yeah. And then another two goose eggs. Scott, here's the thing. Scott has a really good team, and I'll stand by this, because even with Will Disley gone, Hunter Henry came back last night, putting up eight catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. 2,600 points. So Scott just plugs into him into his tight end, and hopefully that's a sign of things to come, because that would be awesome for you. Phil Lindsay, another great week, 1450. Puts down 70 yards and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, down week for Alvin Kamara, admittedly. Right. Yeah. He has not been outside of the one massive week. He hasn't really been what you want him to be. No. Yeah. And I, I uh, intelligently picked up uh, Latavius Murray um, with uh, Kamara being questionable during the week. Mm-hmm. And combined, they put up what what I expect out of Kamara with Latavius Murray on the bench <laughs> at, at nine forty. You, you expect Kamara to be around two thousand. So. Right. I don't know if that was them protecting him with uh, some some injury concerns or. Um, yeah, I don't maybe think Latavius really has had that much of a of a role uh, the first five weeks. Correct. No, you're absolutely right. His that's this is Latavius Murray's. Uh, well, I suppose he may have gotten a touchdown. I shouldn't say that it's his best week, but I think yardage wise, it's his most active week of the year. And 
Yeah, it does make you wonder if they kind of lessened Kamara's load a little bit for fear of of a reaggravation or yeah. f- furthering the injury. So yeah, with the uh, yeah with the exception of week one where he had a touchdown, this is his his best week by quite a bit. So Chris, oh my God, Godwin though, uh, amazing. Ten catches for 151 yards. Uh, you got a, about 500 points worth of garbage on their last drive. I mean, it was a terrible game by Tampa Bay, but because of that, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both got a ton of targets, both had great games. So I don't see anything changing for Chris Godwin. He's amazing. He's been the number one wide receiver. And yeah, so like you have Chris Godwin. Yeah. You have now Sammy Watkins is injured. Allen Robinson has been fine. You'll get him back. So your receiving core is a little banged up with Sammy Watkins, and then you don't really have anyone after the three of them. So you got to be looking to find someone off the waiver wire. And then, but your running backs, I love your running backs. Kamara, Carrion, and Lindsey. That's one of the stronger three-back grouping in our league. So that you've got to be proud of. Kyler Murray with a great game, 28-80 against the porous Atlanta defense. 340 passing yards, three touchdowns, and 32 rushing yards. Kyler Murray's been great. And uh, I think you just keep rolling with him. He's been uh, improving week to week and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. You just, I just keep waiting for your luck to turn around. Yeah, nothing's nothing's clicked into place all in the same week. Right. I've uh, had some some big performances. Well, this is by far your worst week, right? Yeah. Assuming Carry On and Crosby don't go off, like you you've been scoring a lot of points. Yeah. You got almost fourteen thousand against me last week. That was a loss. You scored over fourteen thousand against Anna. That was a loss. It's you know. It's been tough for you. It's, it's been 17 years of tough, so it's nothing new. It's all right. Who cares? It's just fantasy football, guys. It's just fantasy football. It's just a game. Who really even cares? Who really point? even cares? <sighs> On to the brighter side of things. Dan's team, still awesome. Adam Thielen, even with Stefan Diggs stealing the show, Adam Thielen puts up a nice performance of 1470. Caught six balls for 57 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, very down week, only 250. I'm not really too concerned about that. Larry Fitzgerald, as steady as ever with 990. Leonard Fournette has been awesome. He doesn't get a touchdown, but he puts up 1480, 72 rushing yards, and 46 receiving yards on six catches. So his involvement in the passing game is awesome. Le'Veon Bell hasn't really broken out yet, but has been solid. Not what you drafted him as, but 1180, 50 rushing yards, got a touchdown, which kind of saved his week. And uh, and David Johnson, whoo! Got a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Six catches for him as well for 68 yards. Only 34 rushing yards, but his involvement in the in that offense is is set. And he's obvious. I mean, all three of his running backs are the guys you just play every week without thinking about it. Matchup, they're matchup. They're not matchup dependent. They're matchup independent. And so, yeah, I mean, he got his along with Louis. Like his weakness is the tight end spot. Greg Olson puts up 720, which is which is fine, honestly. That's if Dan can get 720 from his tight end, the rest of his team is good enough to to carry the rest. But uh, he's got Gerald Everett, who he picked up on his bench. Uh, was hoping after two big weeks from from him that he could he could keep that going. But again, all offensive players for the Rams this week did abysmally. So I think it, you hang on to him if you're Dan and hope that one of the two of them can. Uh, between Everett and Olsen, can become that solid solid spot for him. DJ Moore on his bench with 12-10. So wide receivers, great wide receivers for Dan. I mean, he doesn't have, outside of Thielen, none of his wide receivers have, like, massive upside. Yeah. But they're all consistent. And his running backs have the massive upside. So, like... And his defense. And his defense. Let's talk about Dan's defense because he gets 35-50 from New England. And I read a stat, I think I told you this the other day, Scott, six weeks into the season, the New England Patriots defense in fantasy has enough points to where if you take last year's fantasy defenses for the entire season, New England through six weeks, oh no, that's mom. Okay, shout out to my mom for just texting me and ruining the entire podcast. Start over. 
Justin, make that the intro. Justin, make that the intro. Um, through six weeks, New England would be ranked eighth overall for the entire season last year. They are breaking fantasy football. They have five touchdowns. They have five. <laughs> well, it's got to be look at their, I don't know exactly who they play, but their upcoming schedule is pretty soft. The Jets, the Browns, the Ravens, which Lamar Jackson, like Kansas City, that'll be a test of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, for sure. I think he's going to fail that test. Yeah, and then after their bye, I mean, they finished the season with some difficult matchups: Philly, Dallas, Houston, KC. Okay, so Um, maybe maybe it'll turn around. Yeah, but as of right now, it's completely unfair. And yeah, Dan, you got. I mean. Great draft pick. The sad thing for all of us is that any of us could have had New England's defense. New England was, if not the last defense chosen, one of the last defenses chosen. And, yeah, we all screwed up. Their lowest week is 1,400 in, in week one. Yeah. I mean, this it's 25 sacks, 14 interceptions, two fumbles, <laughs> and five, five touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, if that keeps going... Uh, even Louis is going to find it tough to beat Dan. So, Dan's got nothing to worry about right now. Like you said, assuming that the, the result holds, which we won't say for sure, Dan's going to move to 5-1, and one, and uh, Scott's going to fall to 5-1. and 1-5. And one and <laughs> you would love to be 5-1, and one, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scott, let me just change your record here. All right, Scott's 5-1 and one now. Yeah, no, Scott's 1-5. Uh, Dan's in second place, just above Drew. So, yeah, nothing to worry about for Dan. Lots to worry about for Scott. You got to start putting some wins together, and you got to start putting some wins together next week, my friend. Yeah, you know, looking looking back at my schedule, um, Kyle will love to hear this. That was the the one week that uh, I let my guard down. Scored only ten thousand, and he put up twelve hundred, which or twelve thousand, which is less than my my week to week average. Right. So. Right. Yep. Kyle lucked out there for sure. That's that's the one game. Other than that, I'm I'm proud of all my performances, with the exception of of this week and the week against Kyle. Right. Yeah, you've got three great weeks that resulted in losses. So, congrats. You're great. All right, moving on. Let's see where are we here. Let's move on to yeah. Okay, cool. Move on to my matchup with Jack because that is one that is also already decided for all intents and purposes. And then, yeah, we've got two matchups that are a little bit up in the air. So, man, oh man, am I feeling good. I take down Jack with a score of, I have 14,436 with Jimmy Graham to play. Jack has 7,696 with Marvin Jones to play. So I'm feeling pretty confident that I will take this victory. Jack is, Jack follows a 3-3. I'm going to climb to 3-3 and and... Jack is kind of falling apart at the seams right now. Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff puts up 112 points. Had 78 passing yards. And a fumble lost. Now, to be fair, the fumble was not his fault. It was credited to him because Henderson never had possession of the ball. So I guess it's on Jared Goff. But it was a pitch. It was a toss. And Henderson should have caught it, and it just hit off his hands. And so I guess that gets credited to Jared Goff. Not that it really matters, but Jack, you can you can be proud of the fact that Jared Goff deserved to have 312 points. So, <laughs> congrats to that. Yeah, with only 78 passing yards, you know, <laughs> even even a fumble, you yeah. know, makes it look like a terrible week. So, 112 points from your QB, you're just not going to win a lot of weeks. No, it's going to be, you're going to find it very difficult to win. Uh, Keenan Allen now, only 430 points, and that is back-to-back weeks uh, of disappointment from Keenan Allen, and really three weeks in a row since he exploded against Houston for 37-10. Keenan Allen's put up 730 against a soft matchup against Miami, 380 against a tough matchup against Denver, but then Pittsburgh only 430. Pittsburgh doesn't have an amazing pass defense. I mean, Hunter Henry went off, so... Yeah, Keenan Allen needs to turn it around for Jack, or he is in big trouble. Um, what's really good to see for Jack is Robbie Anderson with Sam Darnold back puts up 2,100. 
immediately. Five catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. So that's really good for Jack. Robbie Anderson could be anywhere near that good. Keenan Allen can turn it around. And then I like Marvin Jones Jr. And then Jack has... The big thing for Jack was he had T.Y. Hilton and Tyrell Williams on bye. So he was extremely weak at the wide receiver position this week. And he's got Saquon Barkley out with injury. So Jack just needs Saquon to get healthy. He needs to get his guys back from bye weeks. Keenan Allen needs to be better. And then he'll be fine. He's got a solid tight end and Mark Andrews puts up 1090. Did lose a fumble, but six passes, six catches for 99 yards. Honestly, I'm more concerned about Joe Mixon for Jack than I am about Keenan Allen. I think it's a matter of time before Keenan Allen turns it around. But Cincinnati is terrible, and now you see why everyone shied away from Joe Mixon in that second round of the draft. Because Joe Mixon was going middle of the second round in for his average draft position, and everyone s- stayed away from Joe Mixon. So Jack took him at a, at a, at a discount and a second round, but just has not worked out. Cincinnati's so bad. Joe Mixon only put up 10 rush yards, two catches for 29 yards. It, it hasn't been good. I don't know that it's going to turn around. So that is a concern for Jack. Now he's got Royce Freeman, who puts up 1,000, but that's Philip Lindsay's backfield, more or less. I mean, they're going to split work always, but he's the dude, Philip Lindsay. He's better than Royce Freeman. There's a reason why I dropped Royce. Right. Exactly. <laughs> See? Jack should have never picked him up. Picking up the scraps. <laughs> Picking up the scraps. Chase Edmonds on Jack's bench has a good week. Yeah, he's had back-to-back uh, pretty big weeks with a touchdown last week and, and quite a few yards this week. Um, or yeah. maybe it was a oh, a receiving touchdown this week, but he had a, a rushing touchdown last week. Yeah, so he's been getting on the board, but uh, obviously that's that's David Johnson's backfield. So I that's I mean Jack picked up Chase Edmonds in case David Johnson couldn't go because he was questionable. So that's why Jack didn't play him, and I would assume Jack will not plan on playing Chase Edmonds unless David Johnson is out. Uh, so yeah, just back to back, really down weeks for Jack. But like I said, he's had injuries. He's had buys. He got lucky to start off three and one. He's three and three now. And things just gotta, things are, things will turn around. He's, he's, he's due for a couple big weeks now. I don't know what he's going to do about Jared Goff. I mean, the, the 49ers defense has been amazing, which we'll, we'll talk when we get to my team, but I don't know. I think he can stick with Jared Goff. Scott, do you have his his schedule up? What is his what is his upcoming schedule? Yeah, he's um, at Atlanta, so that okay. Could be a, so you're playing him. Yeah, that, that's a huge <laughs> week, according to uh, especially what um, Kyler Murray just put up. Yep, the Bengals. So, okay, so two terrible teams. Um, or, well, terrible defenses. A bye week, um, and then it's Pittsburgh, Chicago, Baltimore, Arizona, Seattle. Okay, so Jack so, can, Jack can play golf the next two weeks, and then he'll want to look for for maybe a a permanent replacement or a week to week stream following you know week week nine when when golf is out through the rest of the season. But, right with Chicago and Baltimore, and um, although Baltimore's defense has been banged up and not that good, but we all know what Jared Goff did against the Bears last year <laughs> wasn't great. So yeah, Jack. Just, yeah, it's it's rough to have a, a QB that can have that that yeah. type of a downside. Yeah, you, you you want you want your QB even in a bad week putting up, you know, near a thousand. You'd like a higher floor. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like a higher floor for sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, moving on to my team, man, Scott, I feel amazing. I feel really really good right now. I've won two in a row to move up to three and three. I started zero and two. My first two weeks, we're just not going to talk about. They were terrible. Your team was finding its identity. They were finding their identity. And Scott, the last four weeks, even when I lost to Louis, I put up almost 13,000. So I'm 3-1 and one in the last four weeks. And I'm averaging a lot of points. I put up 16,000. I put up... I said it was 16,000 twice. I could reach 15,000 this week. And my lowest week was 12,600. So my team is clicking right now. Tom Brady, the ageless wonder, with two rushing touchdowns, <laughs> puts up 22.96. Julian Edelman, his favorite target, nine catches for 113 yards. Doesn't get in the end zone, but still puts up 15.80. I made a trade. Yes, I made a trade. Let's talk about that. I traded Michael Gallup. Well, I acquired Michael Gallup from Greg, trading him LaShawn McCoy and Demarcus Robinson. 
I took a look at Greg's team. I noticed that he was stronger at the wide receiver position than he was at the running back position. He wasn't starting Michael Gallup because he, I don't know why, but he wasn't starting Michael Gallup. I mean, Michael Gallup was injured, but then he came back from his injury with with two with a solid week last week, and uh, he puts up 680 this week, so that's not great. But he got seven targets, and he's gotten a lot of targets. I like Michael Gallup. I needed more wide receivers. I had running back depth. That's why I made the trade. I hope the Sean McCoy can work out for Greg. I really do. But I couldn't. I have better running backs than the Sean McCoy, so uh, I wasn't going to be playing him often. So anyway, I like my team even more now with Michael Gallup. Yeah. I mean, to to keep you from uh, from doting over your own team, <laughs> I can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the trade you made obviously made great sense for you. You know, having Adrian Peterson, once again, the ageless wonder, mm-hmm. um, you know, in there, you've got two easy plug-and-play running backs every week with, with McCaffrey and Carson, so yeah. get rid of Shady. He's got huge upside, but also very low downside. Um, and and similar um, with, uh, who's the other guy you traded? Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. Um, he, he, can, he could break off a huge week, like you probably wouldn't see Gallup you know, break off, but uh, way more volatile. He yeah. Has, he could have some, some goose eggs. Yeah, I'm looking for the consistency from Gallup. Yeah, you'll you'll see a much a much higher floor with Gallup than you will with either of those guys. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, for Tom Brady, he went undrafted in our draft. Yeah. Um, he's on the best offense. He's, you know, argue, arguably the best quarterback ever. Um, and he's proved it this year in fantasy. His his low week being an off week against Buffalo, yeah, where he threw for for only 150 yards and an interception, only put up 470. Other than that, yeah, <laughs> 2500, 20 almost 2500, 2000, almost 2500 again, and then 2300 this week. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know that that's a, a top quarterback. Yeah, that's that I love the consistency. Like if I if I. I... They're not a team that they're not a team that gets up and and runs the ball. They they will go for for forty points right. in any given week. <laughs> right. They don't pull Tom Brady out even when they're winning. They don't fall to the the running attack. They keep airing it out. So it, no matter how good they are, no matter how bad they're beating a team, Tom Brady is going to rack up those points. I love it. I love it. That's I mean yeah that that's the your your team doesn't really have any any weak points. I guess you could point to your. Your kicker, Robbie Gold, <laughs> missing three kicks last week. And another one this week. And another one this week. Yeah. You know, you've got, uh, you know, probably a, a question mark at, at tight end, although I guess you were just, you had Waller out on a on a bye, so that's why you have, have Jimmy Graham in this Yeah, week. yeah. You're hoping that Waller can, can keep some of his good weeks going, but yeah, you've got, you've got uh, a Louis-level team Whoa. put together all of a sudden. hello. You know? These uh, these high high point totals similar yeah. to, to what I've put together, um, but yours have always fallen against the right uh, right opponents. Yes, yeah, I have not had as many points against me as you have. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, and I will say this: I'm very excited about Devin Singletary coming back after his bye week. Um, I'm, you know, Adrian Peterson was a one week play. I, I'll, I'm going to roster him and see what happens with the new coach, but. Uh, he's got a very tough matchup against San Francisco next week, so I won't be playing him. But Miles Sanders was seventeen thirty. He's not was not involved in the running game, but he's been involved in the passing game. Caught three balls for eighty six yards and a touchdown. Um, and then I got Marquise Brown out with an injury, but he is also someone I'm hoping can be really good rest of season. And then Scott, I'm like really really excited for San Francisco's defense. Um, will you pull up their upcoming schedule for me? Yeah, because <laughs> it's gonna be a tough stretch for them. Uh, Washington, Carolina, and Arizona. Yeah, the next three games. Yeah, that you know, not not a lot of uh, proven out offenses. Exactly, offenses there. And Seattle and then Arizona again. Yeah, Arizona twice, Washington, Carolina, and they just shut down. Arguably one of the most explosive offenses the last few seasons. One of the best offensive minds, Sean McVay. They just completely shut them down. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm not. I have no plans to, to stream defenses anymore. San Francisco is my my defense. I'm going to play them every week until until they have like until something changes because 
Yeah, I mean, that's nice to have. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you, you know, maybe it's a thing, you just pick the team with the best record and just go with their defense. <laughs> Who's going to have the best record this year? Because, you know, it, it goes to show they're not they're not quite at, at Patriots numbers, but, you know, to have 17 sacks, that's going to help when you're when you're only allowing, you know, three points and seven points the last two weeks. Right. Right. You know, throw in some sacks. That's uh, it's nice to have a defense you can just play every week. Not have to think too hard about it. All right. Well, moving on. Anyway, I'm I'm feeling very good about my team, Jack. I'm not like I'm a little worried about his, but like I said, he can turn it around. All right. One of the matchups that is still in play. We got Brian versus Justin. All right, everybody. So this episode is going to be a little bit of a mess. Because the last 20 minutes or so of our first recording that Scott and I did, it was it was weird. It, it the audio kept cutting in and out like every few seconds, so it was it was unsalvageable. So I am now going to record a little fireside chat with TJ here. Scott and I are at our campground in the Sequoia National Park, and. Yeah, I just I I had two matchups to go obviously since I just finished up with my matchup versus Jack's in the last audio clip. I will now talk about Justin versus Brian and Anna versus Drew. And since it's a day later, I will know the result of each matchup. So, just real quick, Brian takes down Justin with a score of 15,020 to Justin's 14,062. Really Sucks for Justin. He had been lucky to have gotten some of the wins he had gotten, but this was a good week by him. And Kenny Galladay put up 1460 to get him relatively close to taking down Brian, just a thousand short. And you look at Emmanuel Sanders, who only got 50 points. He went out with an injury, I'm told, and so that that leaves some points on the table. Another down week for Mahomes. That is a big. Uh, that's a big letdown, considering you only lost by a thousand. Patrick Mahomes has scored twenty nine hundred, many a week. So that's frustrating. Alshon Jeffrey had a great week for him though, with eighteen sixty. Davante Freeman, who has improved week after week, put up two touchdowns uh, on the receiving side and got twenty five thirty. Justin tried to plug and play. Malcolm Brown didn't work. Only got four hundred. Zach Ertz, another down week. Only five forty. Sanu only with 440, which is surprising considering Matt Ryan threw for like almost 400 yards. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. I mean, not much more you can say about him. 1,500. He's great every week. Seems like he never misses. And then Denver's defense. 3,300, shutting out the Titans. There was a real there was a real chance for Justin to win this week, even with Brian putting up 15,000. So it's disappointing for him, but... Like I said, you win some, you lose some. He got lucky earlier. He got unlucky this week. It usually evens itself out. So hopefully he can keep these uh, this high point total rolling. It's by far his best week of the year for Justin. And keep this going and, and, and get a win next week. Move to uh, to three and four. For Brian's side of things, Scott and I actually had some pretty good takes about Brian's team in yesterday's recording that got cut out. We're, uh, we're liking what we see. And... Just by the way, Scott is over setting up his hammock right now, so he will not be in this part of the recording. He's got, we got shit to do, you know? I mean, excuse me, we got stuff to do. Russell Wilson for Brian has been amazing. Another 28-90. He's just been absurd. He's been an incredibly efficient. Lots of touchdowns, not very many attempts. It's been crazy, but that's, it's what he did last year, but it's like even better right now. Brandon Cooks, only 470, but we talked about how bad the ran the Rams offense was so that's not really too concerning everybody had a bad week Jamison Crowder is very encouraging immediately when Sam Darnold comes back Jamison Crowder seems to be relevant and playable he puts up 1290 he's going to be a PPR machine along the same vein Tyreek Hill comes back he got 2250 put up two touchdowns in very very limited snaps can you guys hear that bird there is also a campfire going. I don't know if you can hear that crackle or not. I, I tried to turn the gain up so that you could hear it. 
Hopefully that's coming through. Nice little fireside chat with Teej. So Tyree Kill coming back for Brian. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. And all of a sudden, his wide receiving core is looking a lot better with Cooks, Crowder, and Hill. James Conner's been a beast. 27-40 again this week. Had a little bit of an injury problem. He's been struggling with injuries the last few weeks, so hopefully that doesn't continue. Carlos Hyde has been remarkable for Brian. I don't really understand it. He puts up another 17-50. Texans ran all over the, uh, the Chiefs. Another great game plan to beat the Chiefs, keep the ball out of their hands. He tries to play Noah Font. Uh, doesn't really work out, only 260. But, yeah, I like... Uh, I All of a sudden, I like Brian's team a lot. With Marlon Mack coming back from bye, with Marlon Mack, James Conner, that's a great wide receiver duo. I like Tyree Kill, Brandon Cooks, and Jameson Crowder as a wide receiving core. And then Carlos Hyde has been great for a flex play. So you got either him or David Montgomery who will be coming back off bye. So... Things might be looking up for Brian here. He started 1-4, gets the big win against Justin, which moved to 2-4. And, four. and uh, I would not be surprised if he rattles off a few wins in a row here. His team is looking looking ready to hit that second gear. Uh, we were all surprised when he started off slow, but he might be ready to hit his stride. And then moving on to the last matchup, Anna versus Drew. I really had hope for Anna going into this matchup, going into the Monday night matchup. I thought Aaron Jones could pull it out. He does not. Drew wins with a score of 9,994. Tana's 9,320. Tough. Tough down weeks for both of them after both getting over 200,000? 200, 200, no, not quite. 20,000. I guess this was kind of foreseeable, but not to this degree. This is a for both of them to score under 10,000. Both of their teams have been a lot better than that. It's even more wild that they got under 10,000 when you factor in that the Sean Watson kept rolling for Anna with 31-40. He's been a beast. And Matt Ryan for Drew got 30-94. So both of their quarterbacks got over 3,000 and neither of them hit the 10,000 mark. It was just a down week for both of them. I'm not worried about either team. These down weeks happen. It was a Regression was bound to happen after the 20,000-point week. It just, I didn't know it would come so sudden and so drastically. But Anna's team is fine. She falls to 2-4, and four, which is really unfortunate. Drew, I believe, moves to 5-1, and one, if I'm correct. Uh, I don't have, I have very limited resources right now uh, here in the in the campground. I've just got, just got Scott's little matchup thing here. Let's go to the, let's see, actually I can go through. Perfect. Drew is 5-1. and one. Great. I'm glad I figured that out. Good job, Tommy. So Anna at 2-4. and four. It's a rough spot to be in. It's a rough spot to be in. But she's got a good team. It was a down week. Cooper Cup, only 370. But again, Rams sucked. DJ Chark, only 580. But he's still Minshew's guy. New Orleans has a tough defense. And I'm not too concerned about Chark. Aaron Jones, it was a little concerning that Jamal Williams came back from the injury and immediately got a bunch of work. I don't like that if I'm an Aaron if I'm if I own Aaron Jones, but I saw that he should have had a touchdown, which is really unfortunate for Anna. I guess he dropped an easy ball. I haven't seen the replay, but that really sucks. And then Jordan Howard comes crashing back to earth, only four ninety, but it was a tough defense, and he didn't get the touchdown, so not too surprised by that. Delaney Walker, a serviceable 580. You hope for more from Delaney Walker, but for a tight end spot, that's really not that terrible. Tevin Coleman was a bright spot on her team. He was looking good. The Ram, the sorry, not the Rams, the 49ers look amazing right now, and the run game looks amazing. And he's going to be splitting carries with Brita, but based on what we saw against the Rams, Coleman's going to be getting the goal line work. So that's really good for Anna. Zerline was a bust because the Rams were so bad, only 100 points. Baltimore's defense was only 950. I was hoping that they would get more against the Bengals, but did not happen. I don't know if Baltimore, with all their injuries, is, is maybe not the, the play that we thought it would be. 
you might need to look elsewhere and, and start streaming uh, depending on, on what their matchups are because even with good matchups, they, they haven't been killing it. So John Brown coming back off a bye. Hopefully Deshaun Jackson can come back from injury, and hopefully Todd Gurley can come back off injury. Anna has a very deep team. She's got a lot of talent on her team, and they obviously have the potential to put up an insane number of points. At 2-4, and four, I just hope she can get back on the win train, move to 3-4 and four against Kyle next week. No offense, Kyle, but... Uh, if she wins, you will fall to three, and you'll both be three and four, and then you'll have a fair shake to um, to make the playoffs. Looking at Drew's team, same sort of thing. Outside of Matt Ryan, his team was pretty bad. He had his first bad week from Derrick Henry, only 380. Tough matchup against Denver. Apparently, Denver's got a good defense now that uh, now that they lost one of their best linebackers in Chubb. <laughs> They're even better. Doesn't make any sense, but Matt Breida didn't get into the end zone, so only 830 from him, a little disappointing. Travis Kelsey, very disappointing with only 780. Chris Thompson, he didn't need to get much work. He only got 300 because Adrian Peterson was so good. And then his Green Bay defense only gets 650. Josh Lambeau gets 700, so you look at Will Fuller with 690, that's a predictable down week after his... <laughs> 14 catches, 217 yards or whatever it was, and four touchdowns or three touchdowns. But Calvin Ridley and Michael Thomas, nice consistent weeks. Uh, Michael Thomas has been maybe the most consistent wide receiver in the NFL. 1290 for him and then 1280 for Ridley. Nice to see Ridley get back on the board with a touchdown. It had been a, uh, a few down weeks for Ridley. So oh, that's, he was good last week, but then before that it was a few down weeks. So, But he's been good. Uh, that, that pairing with, with Matt Ryan has worked. Drew sitting at 5-1 and one, gets really, really lucky with a sub-10,000 point victory. Scott would love to have one of those, I can tell you that. He's shaking, <laughs> shaking his head over by our car. Okay, what if I want to move? You can't. You can't move the car. He's tying his hammock to my car. <laughs> what if I need to make a quick getaway? <laughs> uh, anyway, Drew's team, obviously fine. At 5-1, and one, he's going to make the playoffs. And it'll just be a matter of if he can keep it rolling. Is Derrick Henry, I mean, the Titans looked bad. They looked really bad. So I'm always worried about Derrick Henry because if they are down, he is just not going to get the work and not going to get the touchdowns. Certainly if they don't score any touchdowns as a team. But I like both Drew and Anna's team. Obviously Drew's in a much better situation right now. But not worried. Down week for both, understandably, after their massive weeks last week. Not too much to talk about there. I expect big bounce back weeks for both of them in week seven. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I'm going to have to try and send this clip over Scott's hotspot. So I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. Anyway, love you all. Thanks for listening. Sorry about the weirdness of the recording. I really did my best. I tried to record it early so that I wouldn't have to deal with it while I was out in the wilderness. And then some of the audio got lost, so I had to worry about it anyway. And now Scott and I have found our campsite. Thank God he's got some service. I'm going to try and send this out. Hopefully it'll be out to you for your Wednesday morning drive into work. All right. Let's talk fantasy football.